Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello again, and welcome to AutoLine Daily. It's Thursday, June 28, 2012. Summer is in full swing up here in Michigan. Temperatures could even top 100 degrees today. But I'm no meteorologist. Actually, I'm Christy Swinesberg with WardsAuto.com, filling in for, you guessed it, John McElroy. Here's the news. Fiat is expected to boost its stake in Chrysler. The Wall Street Journal reports the Italian automaker will likely purchase more shares of the company from the UAW Healthcare Trust Fund. Is this a sign the union is in financial trouble and needs more cash? Fiat's stake in Chrysler will likely go up from about 59% today to nearly 62% after the deal goes through. Now for a little global news. My publication, wardsauto.com, reports Ford will close up shop in the Philippines later this year. It's shuttering its Santa Rosa Laguna assembly plant that builds last generation escape SUVs. The facility first opened in 1999. The closure is part of a regional restructuring plan. Back home, electric vehicles just aren't selling very well, even with government subsidies. But this hasn't necessarily dampened enthusiasm for them. U.S. Secretary of Energy Stephen Chu thinks sales are just getting started. He offers some interesting perspective on the technology in an exclusive interview with AutoLine Daily. If you look at the history of the hybrid vehicles, it started very slowly, but at least a few of the cars, like the uh, Toyota Prius, are now mainstream. Mainstream is you're selling 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 cars a month. And so it's mainstream. When you have a very good driving experience, when you love the car you buy, uh, it's not all only about money and, and net present value investments. It's about, I love my car. I love the feel of it. I love the quietness. I love the acceleration. I love what it stands for. All these things are things that I think can really help propel this forward. Hey, as we've been reminding you, the AutoLine After Hours Automotive Draft is right around the corner. For more info, we caught up with our play-by-play -play analysts, Scott and Mark. As our resident experts, their accuracy is second to none. Well, most of the time. Hi, I'm Scott Burgess with AL Autos. And I'm Mark Phelan with the Detroit Free Press. Come on down and watch the AutoLine After Hours Automotive Draft. Coming up on July 5th on AutoLine After Hours, watches as a group of key journalists pick their choices to run their car companies. And actually, it's on the 12th. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> it's like a draft you have never seen before. This year, we even have special categories. They have to pick dead people. They have to pick women. We're forcing them to do it. And we will have medical personnel on hand to make sure the dead people are really dead. Make sure to watch July 12th. July 12th. On July 12th, we're going to be holding the <laughs> the automotive after hours automotive. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> okay, just to set the record straight, that's the 2012 AutoLine After Hours Automotive Draft on July 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at AutoLine.tv. Got it? 
By the way, Ward's Auto's own Drew Winner is taking part in this year's draft, and you can get a sneak peek at his company's name, logo, and tagline in the John's Journal section of the AutoLine website. And on the subject of after hours, make sure you check out tonight's show where we're taking you to the movies. That's right, it's all about automobiles and motion pictures. Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, is guest hosting, and he'll be joined by Todd Lassa of Motor Trend and the Jim Hall from 2953 Analytics. Check it out. The live webcast starts promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern time, so don't be late. Southern states have been surprisingly successful at wooing foreign auto manufacturers. Some of the transplants that have set up shop in Dixie include Hyundai, BMW, Mercedes-Benz. Now you can add another foreign concern to the list, Airbus. The European aerospace company is following in the tire tracks of automakers. Bloomberg reports the company is poised to announce plans for a commercial jet assembly plant in Alabama. It will be interesting if this proposal takes off or not. For the first time since 1967, Mazda does not make a rotary engine. The line that builds the famous Renesis engine was shut down last Friday. Poor fuel economy and high emissions remain inherent problems with the Wankel engine. At a time when fuel economy standards are increasing and emission regulations are getting tighter, the rotary just can't keep up. The Lorax may speak for the trees, but California and Washington State are now trying to give fish a break. Literally. The two western states will phase out copper as a friction material in brake pads and shoes by 2025 due to its harmful effects on salmon that spawn there. According to Ward's, copper dust from car brakes washes off roads when it rains, then drains into rivers. Excess copper can disorient fish, especially salmon, interfering with navigation and making them more susceptible to predators. The change will likely affect all 50 states and some foreign markets. OEMs and aftermarket suppliers will want to make the switch across the board to keep supply chains consistent. After the break, we'll take a peek at one of Lexus's newest models. Clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Why? Higher take rates, lower cost of ownership, longer range and better fuel mileage, lower CO2 emissions. Clean diesel, good, economical, functional. Bosch, invented for life. BMW overtook Lexus in the luxury sales race last year, but you can bet the Japanese brand is gunning for the number one position. To retake that crown, it's launching a cavalcade of new and refreshed products. One of the latest to hit the road is its second best-selling model. Andrew Justice has more. I'm here in the new Lexus ES300H, the first hybrid model of the ES lineup, and even though we're in Dearborn, Michigan, Ford country, this car feels right at home. Often accused of being bland, Lexus is certainly trying to make a styling statement with its new cars. The GS led the way last year, and now Toyota's luxury division hopes the ES will pick up where the others left off. But will design be enough to compete against others in the entry-level luxury market? So the, I know the chief engineer, his, his benchmark vehicle actually was an E-Class Mercedes. So as you can imagine, if, we're, if, we're, if he had that as his target, we've got a great vehicle here with the ES hybrid and the ES, but it's just, you know, the vehicle has the new look of Lexus, the spindle grille, which is working very successfully with the, uh, the new LX and the new GS, and we just introduced it last month with the RX, and the RX got an F-Sport, and the RX, of course, has a hybrid, and that's built up in Ontario. In a modern vehicle, form and function must work together, and nowhere is that more apparent than with aerodynamics. Engineers took great care to minimize wind resistance while preserving overall styling. Aero fins on the A-pillars and back on the rear taillights help actually draw the air in a little closer to the vehicle and make it more streamlined instead of having um, what you might say is like a um, air that doesn't know where to go going down the side of the vehicle. 
it actually directs it so that it goes in the, in the appropriate directions. And then underneath the vehicle, there's aero fins to direct the air also. And it also helps the air find the direction going under the vehicle so that it doesn't get caught under there and help slow the car down. The ES's strong point is definitely the interior. Overall quality and feel is good, and some items really stand out for the segment. Dash covers and wooden steering wheels for the ES are built by a dozen or so skilled craftsmen called Takumis, who do their work by hand. And boy does their skill show through. The stitching on the dash follows a complex, three-dimensional route from door to door, while the steering wheel's three wooden segments flaunt their grain, which follows the arc of the wheel. While the ES300 may not be the vehicle for me, I think for a lot of people it'll be just the ticket. It drives smoothly, it has interior surfaces that are high quality, and in hybrid trim, it gets good fuel economy. So in that regard, I'd have to give it a good grade. From Dearborn Heights, Michigan, I'm Andrew Justice for AutoLine Daily. Lexus ES sales have fallen recently. The car's best year on record was 2007, when the company moved nearly 83,000 of them. Today, it's running at about half that rate. With the new model, the company is targeting 60,000 units annually. A quick programming note here. AutoLine will be off the air next week to celebrate America's birthday, just an FYI. Anyway, that's it for today's program, but don't fret, there will be more AutoLine Daily tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm Christy Swinesburg with WardsAuto.com. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you later.